Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. On the show tonight, we are joined by Roy Naylor, who's an ex-Warrington ref, who's now a referee assessor and runs the Warrington Referee Development Group. We've also got a roundup of the week for Town and Rylands. This is the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. Rick here tonight, joined by the best referee as voted for last season in the whole of our wonderful town, Mr. Joe Hitchmore. Joe, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, Rick. Yourself? I'm really sore. <laughs> I, was out, I was out with my wife's brothers today doing Total Ninja, and my hands are absolutely ruined now. So I don't know if you can see little bits of skin flapping off my hands from doing all the weight bearing stuff and I think everyone on the pod tonight has seen me before I'm not blessed with upper body strength so I struggled with all of that's, those that's okay that's a good reason for me not to do true ninja <laughs> I'll bail out <laughs> now looking at your hands <laughs> oh it's a great time though really really good um yeah just uh anything to get out of the rain today how's your weekend been yeah, good. I was out on a Saturday. I refereed uh, Mill Brow, who are now Victoria Park, versus Mill House from Middlewich, a uh, new team. I think they're going into the Cheshire League. Uh, good game, 4 3 to Victoria Park. Uh, yeah, lovely. We uh, just missed the rain as well. So, just finished, blew the final, uh, final whistle, and it started coming down. So, that was lovely. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So, Going to go from the current best referee in our amazing town to, I think we'd all agree, one of the best ever, Mr. Roy Naylor. How are you, sir? Very well, thanks. Very nice. Long time no see. Yes, it is, isn't it? <laughs> no, normally yeah. two or three times a season job when you come to uh, see us. Yeah, what I wanted, I always keep saying, I've been saying for the last two years, right, I've had enough now, I'm finishing. Uh, and I've, I've, uh, I'm going to take a backward step and then somebody throws something else at me and it ends up being a forward step. Um, <laughs> just wouldn't yeah. be the same without you, Roy. I'm doing, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> to be honest, I'm doing, I'm, I'm quite well. I'm enjoying myself because of, I mean, I, I started playing football Warrington and the, the interrupts and crossfield and people like that and then moved into refereeing. You know, that, that day when somebody says, why don't you take up refereeing? Yeah, I don't, can't stand the abuse. And it worked out, this fellow that was teaching me, he said, well, don't take it. And I thought, yeah, that's all right. Makes sense, quite, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, to be quite honest, I didn't get a lot of abuse. So I was quite lucky that way. And then I moved into instructing, tutoring. And then somebody said, why don't you go observing? Well, assessing then. And I said, yeah, OK. So I went assessing, then observing. And I've now 
doing that, which is on the level two Bs, which is like Warrington Town have moved into this league. So I will, I think it's a knocking bet. We've not had the fixtures yet, but I think it's a knocking bet that my first game of the season will probably be Southport versus Warrington. They no said, they, yeah, it's either South, yeah, I think it'll be Southport, but anyway, that's by the by. Uh, and there's a new thing that we've introduced about four, four years ago called Core, which is this. So it's the yeah. FA, FA Core, it's the Centre of Refereeing Excellence. Because one of the things in Warrington, your level of football referees will be up to a maximum of level fives. You won't get level fours. So, so obviously fours. level ones like, is that European or is that just Premier League? Yeah. yeah, it's Premier League and above. We start off at level tens, which is me. And then we go on to nines and eights. And then you get the junior referees coming in at level eight and then level seven and level sixes. What are you, Joe? I'm six, yeah. I'm staying at six, though. I'm not, well, not going up. At, must be pretty good if you're still at level six, which you are. <laughs> um, level six, then you get level fives. And that's going to be the maximum that you get in Warrington because once you move up to a level four, you then referee in Northwest Counties, which is, you know, it's, it's a good standard for them. And that's what they want to do. If anybody's a level four, they want to move up. We currently have four level fours in Warrington. Um, Chris Mooney, Ryan Bostock, Tom Dupre, and one other who shall remain nameless because I can't bloody remember him. Um, but we've got four, four in Warrington, but they want to be level threes because they want to start refereeing at a higher level. And it's unfortunate that Warrington lost that feeder status all them years ago. Because all them years ago, they used to have the referees, myself, Jake King, um, Ian Harris, Jimmy Shakeshaft and all that. Well, we were all on the Northern Premier League and Northwest Counties. So it was a very good standard. Was Graham Racy knocking around at that time? Yeah, Graham was, yeah. Yeah. Me and Graham trained together for the fitness test. So they introduced the fitness test a lot of years ago for referees. So we had to train. We trained together at Paget College. Known Graham for many, many years. Yeah, um, I've known him pretty much all my life. He's like a really close family friend, an absolute legend. Yes, he's, he's a great lord. It's, it's sad when his his wife died, but he's happy now. That's the one. Good yeah, thing. he's very very happy now. So th- that's good. The, the boy and, and the girl, they're they're doing all right. Yeah, we we had. I mean, we used to have a FIFA referee, Joe Warrell. We had John Ireland, who was a football league referee. We had. They used to call on the Magnificent Seven at one stage because there were seven of them that were on the league. Um, uh, that was the that was the official name that they gave them. But the lads knocking about in the football, they used to call them the Warrington Mafia, um, which <laughs> seemed, to, seemed to stick. <laughs> so it was all right. So and that's the unfortunate part about it because these lads that you're going to get to referee in Warrington, like I say, level fives, they're refereeing players that think they want to be on the Premier League and they'll watch things on TV and then they'll try and do it and they'll try and emulate. Somebody gives them a lot of lip. They'll, you know, they've done it on the telly. All of a sudden this referee goes, bang, get in Simbin. Didn't happen on TV. 
So this is the, what I feel sorry for the likes of Joe and all the rest of the guys in Warrington refereeing that these these guys. But you get you set your stall out, don't you, Joe? Yeah, and I I always remember a little bit of advice you gave me, Roy, and that was if you're struggling with the numbers on the pitch, make them smaller. Yeah, if you're having trouble with 22, try it with 21. It, it does work. Definitely, yeah. Right, which one? Yeah, that was that was given to me by Arthur Jones many many years ago, and he, he was a, a very very posh gentleman. He used to referee football around Southport, and that was his his talk to me. Dear boy, if you're having trouble with twenty two, try it with twenty one. Hell, boy. And I thought, right, mate, we'll, we'll have a go at that, and it it did it, it did work to an extent. But what we're getting a lot of. Uh, and Tim alluded to it a little bit. I'm also, and I've mentioned it at meetings, I, I, I chair disciplinary hearings, which is uh, five counties that I look after, which is Liverpool, Lancashire, Manchester, Cheshire and Northumberland. It's all done on teams, so I'm not travelling up to Northumberland all the time, so there's no worries about that. But some of the things that we get in, absolutely ridiculous. And you know something? I'd say 50% can be dealt with by the referee. And it's unfortunate because clubs are getting hammered by things that are referee. Because I get the misconduct, which happens after a game, not during a game. That's dealt with. Joel, Joel sees something, he'll send a player off a violent conduct. That's done. The three-match ban. As he's right. walking off, yeah. As he's walking off, if you just let me finish this one, Joe, and then come in. Yeah, yeah. As that player's walking off, he turns around to Joe and he gives him a mouthful. Then Joe reports that as misconduct, and that's what I get. The thing is that a lot of the times, unless it's you know vile and and vitriol, it, then the referee of the day can deal with it. Yes, Joe. I, I was going to ask if you could give us an example about naming any teams, but you more or less just have so. Well, there was one that we've had recently, um, which was, and it happens all the time, referee cautions a player or even sends a player off. He's done his job, and at the end of the game, the manager walked up to the referee, and you've had it, Joe. I guarantee you'll have had it. You're not sending that any ref. Oh, yes. I've had that before many times. Yeah. <laughs> In the old days, when we used to have to post, put them in a letter and send them to the county FA, my comment was always being, no, nah, I'm not sending it in. Oh, cheers, ref. Well, not till Monday anyway. You know, and that, that used to sort of quieten down and give them a bit of a laugh as well. But this happened at a game about six weeks ago, six, seven weeks ago. And the referee, instead of just turning and saying, oi, do you, don't ask that question. I don't want to know. It is going in, you know, and, and the, the manager can walk away. He reported it as a misconduct. We were forced, because he's reported it, I'll back the referee, he's done right. But he could have avoided it, and that club got fined 40 quid. That's 40 pounds. You know, money's tight all over the, all over the place. Yeah. I mean, my, my missus cut my pocket money down, so I know, I know how these guys feel. I've got to start claiming my expenses a bit higher. <laughs> um, yeah, so little things like that, which I'm, I'm going to try next season uh, at the meetings to get through to referees. If it's got to be reported, then report it. I'll, we'll back you 
but just look at the, some of the things that you don't have to do it. And the thing is, it can come from the leagues as well. The leagues could send things out. If you've had a player caution, if you've had a player sent off, don't approach the referee asking him. His question is integrity. He could end up reporting you. So, you know what I mean? We've got going like that now. We're going both ways. So they're working together. And that's, that, that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's getting the message free to both sides. It is. It is. I know. I know. No rep. Nobody's going to be very happy. You know, you give a dodgy offside, and somebody scores from it. They're not going to walk up to the referee and say, "I think you made a mistake there." Or what? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a problem, is because obviously you've got you've got the passion of the team. Of course, yeah. But I always try and say, you know, lower your expectations. You've got a guy level five on his own. Referee in the game, trying to do offside calls. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna get him wrong. <laughs> of course it is. The thing is, when that referee turns up on a on a date to what the referee in the game of football, he walks out in his black kit. He's got flags under his arm. He's got two whistles. He's got a coin. He's got everything. He looks the part. And the players think this is Kalina, <laughs> but not. Yeah. <laughs> It's I'll a, buy packaging a, for a living. <laughs> it's a guy who possibly has been refereeing for maybe two, three months and he's learning his trade. An ex-footballer, ex-footballers, they're great when they start refereeing because they still think they're... Re- and it depends where they play, believe it or not. If you play <laughs> yeah. uh, as a as a centre-back or a full-back, you tend to struggle going into the other half. And that's that's mm. not daft, and it happens. You get referee, <laughs> you get referees who are a forward. They they great. They can go into the other half, but they go, don't go in defence. So in my in my first ever game, Roy. In my first ever game, I uh, I gave a corner, and then I started getting into position to defend the corner. And as I got halfway there, I realised, <laughs> whoa, step back, get out. <laughs> I can, I can relate to that because my first game, my first game that I ever did was Culture Third. Um, yeah. At Culture, and I was doing it. I gave a free kick. It was an indirect free kick. I put my arm up. The ball's coming over, and I went, "This is mine." <laughs> my head came back. My head came back. I thought, "Oh, can I And that's where I, I, that's all I did when I played interrupts, crossfields, or whoever I played for. I scored goals. That's all I could do. I was useless in defence, but I used to put the ball in the back of net dead easy. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of players that knock about in Warrington now that still know me from when playing days, and they talk about it. And, and Gary Johns, great fella, ex-footballer with us. And when he first came to Interox, Brian Dillon, the manager, said to him, he said, we've seen you, you can pass the ball, do it. Just pass the ball, give it to Roy, he'll put it in the back of the net. And that's what he was told to do. And he, he still relates that story now when we meet up with him. Honestly, I, even now, I start to bite my lip and stop myself from shouting, wide! Put it wide or make the run! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, the stories from football that are great, you know, things that's mm. happened, things that have happened in a game of football with players, uh, referees, we make mistakes, down to make mistakes. But some of the things that have happened, I, I, somebody swore at me behind my back. And I turned round and I said, who said that? And he went, me. 
And I went, oh, thanks. <laughs> you thicko. <laughs> <laughs> Come with hither unto me while I give you a red card. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do you say? What do you say that? What do you, who's the other one? Uh, Kevin Reed with Warrington Town. Reedy. We, um, we actually used to have a rubber stamp with his name on it. It just says, says right, isn't it? We used to stamp it in a book before he went out. We knew he was going to do it. I was a game of football once, and there was a player that was giving him some grief, and he went, Roy, he said, I'm going to flatten that fellow in a bit. I said, all right. I said, just let me know when you're going to do it, will you? And then all I heard was a sickening. And I turned around, he said, I'm going. I said, see you, Kev. Off he toddled. Not a great guy. And the thing is, that them things, then, you had a pint afterwards. Now, you go and referee a game of football, 22 players, you go and try and have a pint in the, in the, in the club with them after. It's nah, gone. it doesn't happen, does it, now? And, and I, think, uh, I think you lost a lot of social clubs now as well, which makes it a bit hard. Everyone's got to travel to find a pub now as well, haven't they? So. <laughs> they do. I mean, yeah. we used to meet up as referees. We used to meet up. On a Sunday, we always used to meet in the Blackburn Arms. There'd be a gang of us that would meet up in there. Uh, on a Saturday... The, the lads that were in the Northern Prem and, and things like that and the higher up, we used to meet at Warrington Town. And referees knew where we met and they used to come in there and we'd talk about things. Oh, where are you next week? Oh, I'm at Bruce. Oh, hey, they're all right, but watch out for that centre forward. Oh, that centre half, he's got a bit of a gob on him. But that's what we used to do. So yeah. It was forewarned and forearmed before he actually went to the game. And Sorry about that, Tim. It didn't, I just picked on Bruce because you said it was Bruce. <laughs> No, no, it's fine. So, I, I'd love that time I mean, again, so you do. And it's just get out of the house. <laughs> I, I think that still happens in Vets football, though. The yes, Vets, Vets, Vets players will have a bit of a pint with a, with a ref or have a bit of a chat with him. It's a bit more relaxed and the respect still there. I think the respect status has changed a lot since I played when I was younger compared to the ones that are coming through now. So going back to what I just said, the vets were the lads that were coming through a fair few years ago when we, we used to go in and have a pint with them. Yeah. If you go from vets below, that doesn't happen. And I know oh. Joe and Ben, a lot of clubs have gone, but a lot of these lads, they're going to meet up after a game of football. They're going to go somewhere for a drink. Yeah. Or a lot of them do anyway. You know, referees, what do you do? You finish the game of football, you have a show, you throw your bag in the, in the back and you go home. Yeah. <laughs> If you've had a good game, you pat the dog. If you've not, the dog legs it. I remember the gentleman. <laughs> we, we had a we had a gentleman at where we were playing. We were playing in Manchester somewhere, and he had a dummy. <laughs> so every time one of the lads started mouthing off, he put this dummy in his mouth like that. So it's on the dummy, and the lad. It just stopped it. It made them laugh, but he was really old school. I can't remember the gentleman's name, but we just raised a lot of money from for him through Cheshire Vets League, for um, and he's give it back to clubs for defibs because he had a heart attack on the pitch. He was, right. He's like late eighties, but top guy, great guy, and you could have a great laugh with him. Well, <laughs> I used to have one in my pocket. Yeah. I used to give it to players, say, suck on that for a bit, and when you've shut up, give it me back. Yeah, it does. Like, but it sets a nice mood across the pitch as well, because it's like, oh, rest, rest yeah. all right, you can have a laugh. The thing is, though, Tim, you've got to be experienced to do a lot of these things. Yeah. You, you get a young 17, 18-year-old, do that to a 
a 30-year-old player. We're, we're looking at misconduct for violent uh, smacking him in the in it. Yeah. You've yeah, got yeah. I've got. We've got some really nice, good young refs at Bruce. Um, I use them. I've just started doing under sevens again for me since because my son started playing. And I sit them down before the game and say, "Ref's most important person on the pitch." You know, listen to him. And this young lad, he's only 16 himself and he still plays. He stops and explains why he's doing it to them. They're learning how to play the game. So he's, he's absolutely brilliant. Um, his dad refs as well. It, it's really good to see that from a, we get, a young we man. Get a lot, yeah, we get a lot of that. And then we also get the fact where the coach will shout out, ref, shut up. I coach him, not you. That happens. It does happen. It does. And, and yeah, no, I, I can appreciate that. Uh, communication is very important with junior oh, yeah. football. Very important. They're learning. They're learning. Yeah. I, I get um, one of the things I get asked a lot is there's no respect for referees. There's no respect for football referees. Not there is in like there is in rugby. Well, that's because what you're going to do, Tim. You've got a team of under sevens. You're going to teach them. With greatest respect, you're going to teach them a little, a few things, but you're going to teach them how to play football. You're going to teach them how to win, and it's yeah. going to it's going to happen. And that's what you that's what you want because the, the kids at seven years old, which are going to be six, they they want to win a game of football. They don't want to get beat ten nil. No. But you go to rugby. If you go over to to Rylands now and, and watch the sevens and eights, they've all got the headgear on. They've all got the gum shield in. And the coach, and it happens in rugby league, they teach the kids to respect the position of the referee, not the referee. Right. Because you get a different referee every week. Yeah. Respect the position of whoever's doing it. And that's why you'll see that even that, I know it happens on rugby league now, that it's coming in, creeping in a little bit at the, uh, the top level, but they've started giving the 10-yard rule out again. But you'll get somebody, especially rugby union, you know, six foot nine, 18 stone, built like a bloody big stone house. And he'll go, what was that for, sir? Don't talk to me. Go away. Yes, sir. One shield back in and off he goes. Yeah, it's yeah, a big it, difference. Yeah, I don't think was calling the referee, sir. It, it instantly gives that element of respect, doesn't it? Yeah, and the worst thing, I 100% agree with you, Rich, but you get a lot of referees, so don't call me sir, call me ref. You know, it's a a catch-22. It is, yeah. One thing that's going to happen next season, Joe, one thing that's going to happen next season is the sin bin will and must be used. It's going to come right the way down from the top. They're not going to use it on the Premier League because they don't have the sin bin. In grassroots football next season, the sin bin will be used. If the referees don't use it, the referee will get reprimanded, especially if he's being watched. Will this tie into the three-point deduction that's coming in? Yes. To play? Yeah. yeah. I didn't wonder how it's going to work. Yeah, there's a league in, in Liverpool FA at the moment. They're using cameras, body cameras. Yeah. They're, they're trialling it. Um but it can't be used for discipline. Yeah, I believe it's... It, you have to tell the player that you're putting the camera on and it will record 10 seconds from when you hit on. It will record what's happened. Yeah, yeah it's not, not 10 seconds. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. But this player is going to think twice about what he says to the referee. Knowing exactly. Yeah. Unbeknown to him, it can't be used in discipline. Right. So Why is that? It's the, the law of the land, really, because it's just the referee. If the referee decides that the player is going to be sent off, mm-hmm. he'll be sent off. Nothing's going to change. What it's going to be is something similar to the sin bin. The player's going to think to himself, I've got to keep my gut shut here. This player's recording it. You know, and it, it'll instill some discipline into the players. Yeah. It, it will, in the end, it will be brought in the disciplinary procedures. But at the moment, we're just trialling it to see how it works. Makes sense. What, what do you think about the sin bin, Roy? Do you think I it's think a it's a great, it is a great thing if it's used well. If it's used yeah. correctly. The thing is, referees at the moment, and I know a few referees in Warrington, and they've said to me, they've openly said to me, I don't, I don't want to use it. And I said, I ain't got a problem with you not using it. Again, just referring a little bit back to me being on, on the discipline, uh, we had a case this season where a player was sent off. A player was sent off for a second caution of offence. Uh, what he'd done, he'd, he'd, been sent, he'd got a caution for descent and then he got a caution for a trip. As he was going off, he gave the referee a godfall. So it came to me, it came to us at Liverpool FA the misconduct after he'd been sent off. He's going to get punished for the, the caution and the, the, the send-off anyway. It came to us and I looked at the report and we threw it out. Case dismissed. And it was blatant. He pleaded, he actually pleaded guilty to saying what he did. Uh, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was, you know, but it was, it was bad. And the reason was the referee, on the first instant, cautioned him for dissent. He then sent him off for a second course of offence, which is a trip. He shouldn't have been sent off. The first instance, he should have been sin-binned. Mm. It's the one time in a game of football when three yellow cards can be shown. Because you show a yellow card, you point to the touchline, and you go and stand over there for the same bin for 10 minutes or eight minutes for junior. So we had to throw it out because the referee was wrong in law. And yeah, technicality. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the player had said to him, he said, I didn't get sin bin. That's why he'd appealed. I didn't get sin bin. I got sent off and I should have got sent, shouldn't have got sent off. And so you know what He was it's right. It's just law dissent, isn't it, Roy? Descent only. Yeah, so if that had been reversed, so if he'd been first caution for the trip, then second caution for the descent, he'd have then got a sin bin rather than a, the second That's yellow right. red. Yeah. And then when he came back on, he gave the referee a mouthful again. Then he'd have got sent off for a second caution offence. So if so, you only get one sin bin yes. per player for descent. So if it's descent and then... After 10 minutes, he comes back on, more descent, then he gets sent off. Then he gets a yellow card. Well, you can make a substitution if you've not got any card. So if it's yeah. just two descents and no other card, no other yellow card, then you can make a substitution, but that player can't come oh, back so on. So the referee could enforce the substitution with the manager? No, the player, the, the, the manager would ask for a substitution. You say, yes, you can have a substitution in 10 minutes. You're still going right, to be okay. with that player for 10 minutes, no matter what. 
you're down to 10 men for 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's, is that step five and downwards? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's, well, it's county season down, league, isn't it? Yeah. it? Basically, it's grassroots football. It's happens in junior football. Kids. We're going to use it with the kids as well. Oh, absolutely. The, that's where the they got to learn. The kids are the, the first team players in five years' time. Of course they so are. So it, it needs to be done there. For me, as, as more of a priority. Yeah, what I don't want is, is referees going, soon then, yes, we'll use this. You know, uh, uh, Manage it. Manage it. At the end of the yeah. day, if you've got a junior player, say from nine years old up to 13s, and he's giving the referee a lot of grief, the referee, in his common sense, will go, manager, do you want to sub him for a bit? Because otherwise you're going to be down to 10 men. Yeah. Cheers, man. Yeah. Yeah, cheers, man. I'll take him off. Oi, come on. And Calms him down. That, that works, obviously works better with rolling subs, doesn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I can't get my head around and got rolling subs. Why? <laughs> why, people, why managers don't take them off and go, come here, you calm down. Yeah. Calm down and 10 minutes later, you know, put them back on. But at the end of the day, the at the end of the day, if he's giving you grief for 10 minutes, uh, Joe, and then you decide that in consultation with the manager, he's going off for maybe 10 or 15 minutes. He's not been yellow carded. He's not been simping. Mm-hmm. He's been taken off to calm down. Then you've done your job. You've done yes. your job in a way. You've, you, you've, you've controlled a player with his end. And you've not smacked him with a yellow card. Yeah. For yeah. me, that's that's really good game management, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's controlling the game. Yeah, it's man management skills. It's very hard to teach a man management skills. There's 17 laws of the game and there's 18, which is common sense. Yeah. That's what we've always said. The 18th law is common sense. But trying to teach somebody common sense when they're young lads, uh, young girls as well, who take the course when they're 16 years old, then they think, right, the laws are the laws. I mean, Joe, you refereed yesterday, yeah? Yep, yep. Yeah. 17 laws of the game, how many do you use? Possibly three. Yeah. About that, yeah. Because <laughs> you don't use law one. You don't measure the pitch out, do you? No, law, never measure yeah. the pitch out in my life. <laughs> law two, somebody give I don't never measure the distance of the goals. <laughs> there you go. Or the width of the goalposts. <laughs> yeah, law two, you give me a ball, you're not going to go, mm, yeah. yeah, it's what you do. Yeah. Law three, you know, we're looking at the number of players and players' equipment and all the rest of it. You don't do it because you have a quick look round with all the players in the same stuff. Yeah, no, the heck. He's got a blue shirt on. He's got blue shorts on, and two of the others have got red shorts. Oh, let's get on with it. You know, and it's, be- so- it's becoming a game within itself now, just to check if they got shin pads on now, because they're that small. <laughs> I know. Blame Grealish for that. This is, but that's what they use. That's what they do. I mean, in years gone by, the goalkeeper for Everton. Um, the big fella, forgot his Neville name. Southall. That Neville Southall, he started wearing black. Yeah. Which was, which was allowed because referees were wearing different coloured kits. So what happened at Christmas for Bruce Athletics goalkeeper and number under nines? The mum and dad had buy him a black kit. He'd come running out on his first game and the referee went, Oh, get that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that, that's that's what happens. It's football. The game we love. That's why we do it. 
That's why there's four people on here talking about, well, one, sorry, one's doing a lot of talking, I know, but there's, that's why there's four people on here that we're talking about football because we like it so much and we'd like it to be a lot better. And I think yeah, that's, and that's... A, a brief insight into what's going to hopefully going to happen this season with the Warrington Referees Development Group and how we're going to progress. Because we've got our first meeting on the 21st of August at St Oswald's and the guest speaker is... Paul Tierney, if you're going to have a good one, you can't get better than the FA Cup final referee, can you? Could anybody come down, Roy, if they were interested in refereeing? Could they come down to attend Definitely. the development group? Yeah, Definitely. It's, not, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything to come in. The only thing You've you got to buy you a pint, though, yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to stagger around the corner. Now, the only thing we ask is when people come to the club, because we get the club for nothing, that they buy a drink. Yeah, at the bar. So we've got. I mean, this this moment we've got uh, Paul Tierney. Uh, we've also got penciled in Chris Cavanna and Ian Husson. Uh, Ian Husson's a, a FIFA assistant referee, so he'll give you a different insight in what's what's going on. Um, <laughs> and then I spoke to her three weeks ago before she went out to Australia. Um, Sean, because she's doing VAR in the Australia, the Women's uh, World Cup. Yeah, Sean Massey. Yeah, so I rang, I, I spoke to her and I said, fancy uh, coming down to Warrington? She said, yeah, she said, I'll come there, not a problem. So I'm going to get Sean to come and talk about VAR. Which yeah, should be one. Yes, it will be. It will be. Yeah. What should we do with VAR? Stick it up. Well, you can. It's full of whistles and flags. <laughs> not, a, not a fan <laughs> yes yeah I, if it's done correctly I mean this is what they're doing in the World Cup now the Women's World Cup they're actually explaining it they're coming on the mic yeah. and they're saying why they're doing it and I think that's great which is what the American football referees have been doing for years yeah they started uh, doing it in Australia uh, didn't they in the A-League yeah yeah and obviously it works so that's why they're doing it in the under in the World Cup in Australia, New Zealand. But I, th- I think if it happens uh, in Premier League, um, the decision if you go to the TV and they go, that's a penalty. Online decision, you know, clear online decision. Penalty is the award. Everybody knows. You know, you know, everybody knows you're going to give it anyway because when you got start going like that and point to the penalty, everybody knows. But at least you're giving that. Um, that vocal, you know, the extra bit. Yeah, I, th- I think it works as long as they explain it in the first game. I watched yeah. the referee just went, my decision is penalty. Yeah, but you said, why? Yeah, why? But <laughs> <laughs> well, this morning I was watching the game, I think it was Jamaica and France, was it? No, no, it was Sweden and Sweden and Jamaica, I think it was. Come on, Joe. And, and, she, and she explained the decision. So player is not interfering with the goalkeeper's sight, goal stands. Great. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how it, that's how it should be. That's how it should work, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna get out of the Warrington District League, but <laughs> if the referee shouts out what he's given a decision for, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thing, give an it also comes back to that communication, doesn't it, every single time? I think it's a good I think it's a really good thing which is uh, which has come on. Which well, it's coming on. And that's the thing with it. It's it's learning as it goes along. It's, it's evolving. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, fo- you wouldn't think that football would evolve because it's 22 players kicking a pigskin about or a bag of mm-hmm. ass. Hang on a minute. What are we doing? Because yeah. the game is changing so much. I mean, he starts out when you see the likes of Ronaldo taking a free kick. He makes the ball do untold things. He, you know, things that can't happen. But yeah, because he stops at the training ground practicing to do these sort of things. I don't think somebody who plays for Rylands is going to stop behind after a training session for two or three hours kicking up balls at mannequins. No. no, we we get kicked off the AstroTurf after two hours. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. That's what happens, isn't it? That's your AstroTurf. <laughs> You're then getting into facilities. We we turn the floodlights off on them, and the showers go cold. That, that that's because of your shots though that really, that's nothing else that's the reason why they kick you off too many windows getting broken around the uh, yeah, the, uh the residents at um Ryefields. like oh no rick's here again <laughs> <laughs> so roy how did um you find it when you first started assessing referees because obviously i'm from kind of a coaching background and the first thing any manager always says watch out boys there's an assessor here today you don't know what the ref's going to do and it's it's just every single time every every manager says the same thing don't they yeah not realizing that now in them in in the old days the referee never knew there was an assessor coming you yeah know, there's usually this bloke in a flat cap behind a tree watching him taking notes now we're part of a team uh, yeah it, it's a team of four so they know the observer's there. The observer is definitely going to have... A, if, the, if the referees... If the referee will say to you, I'm not changing my game. I don't care what's happened. The obs- there's an observer here, but I'm not changing my game. Lying. Yep. He's lying <laughs> to his team. Because at this moment in time, these referees, they're looking at a mark of possibly 71. That's the new... That's the new uh, average mark for this season, 71. So he's looking to get to a 71.5. How is he going to do that? By being better at football or to impress the observer? Yeah. He's going to try and impress the observer. So any decent observer will tell him before the game. Because if you try and do something different to impress me, I'll spot it a mile off. Absolutely. And you'll end up with, instead of a 71, you could end up with a 70.5 because you're doing things wrong. Do, you know, we, it's changed. It has changed a lot this, this, um, over the last three, four years, especially the observers. The level that I do, 2B, we have, we have videos of the game. And we have to go, you know, if we, if we see an incident, if we see an incident, we're going to the dressing room afterwards and say, 74th minute, that penalty. How did you see it? Well, I, I'm handball, definite handball, okay? I'll look at it on the video, and it, I think it was as well, and I'll confirm. And that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. The rest of the, the rest of the things, you know, free kicks, and uh, not worry about them. It's his decision, in the opinion of the referee. Um, but cautions, is his caution procedure correct? I was you know, going to bring that up. It was always... I don't know whether it's myth or not, 
but it was always said that the referees couldn't get a high mark unless they gave a yellow card when the assessor was there. And it would always be, you'd have a, a game where there's no tackles in it at all and there'd be just a completely random yellow card at some point and you'd be like, right, that's for the assessor then, that one. Yeah, it is a myth. It is a myth. But in them yeah. days, it wasn't. It wasn't. Because as, as going back to what I just said there, you try and impress the observer. Yeah. You try and impress the observer. Any decent observer will say, what was that caution for? Well, yeah. it does. That wasn't a caution. So we'll actually lose marks by giving a caution that you shouldn't do. So that's how that's how it's changed so much. What was it? Was it called um, enforcing game management or something or enforcing yeah, the rules of the game? And you're just like, yeah, but you were managing the game really well. Like first half, the referee could have been absolutely flawless. And then it seemed to when I was watching going back six, seven years ago, but it gets about 70 minutes and you could see the referee physically starting looking. to get a bit twitchy. Yeah, saying, oh, I've, I've not given a big decision. And you're like, oh, no, don't do anything stupid, please. Yeah, and they do. They do. I used, my lad used to play the rope and anchor in the years gone by. Yeah, good, great team. Huh? Um, and we, I used to turn up to watch him play football. And within five, ten minutes of the game, of me arriving, somebody got cautioned and I'd go away. So a lot of times I never watched Adam play football because it wasn't fair on the players. Yeah. And it, Even though you were just there to watch yeah, it. Yeah. If, I was, if I could get there before the game, you know, Joe's referee and I'd get there, Joe, I've come to watch my son play football. I, don't, I couldn't give a toss what you do. All right? If you want me to help you at the end of the game, I'll, I'll be watching, but do not do any, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. If I can get it before the game, but after time I, I couldn't get it before the game because I was doing other other things. But now I've got my grandson. My grand my grandson plays for Wilson Rovers under four teams. Well, don't say that in front of Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, my son, my son manages them, so yeah. I turn up. I'll do. I will turn up to watch my grandson play, and a lot of the times the referees don't know who I am the younger ones so it's good yeah and i can watch but if they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing then i can always go and talk to them at half time i went to see one lad who was refereeing a game and walked up and i said hiya and he went what do you want i said you don't know who i am do you and he went no i said i'm roy naylor oh oh right <laughs> he'd obviously heard the name i said look i said i'm not here to watch you I said, but you look an absolute mess. <laughs> and he, he looked at me and he said, what do you mean? I said, well, your socks are around your ankles. You've got a, a whistle that you're not blowing. You've got your mobile phone in your hand. He said, well, um, I'm keeping time with that. I said, well, you need to stop what? I said, your whistle's crap. Pull your socks up. And you, I said, do you want a handkerchief? He said, what for? I said, in case you get a nosebleed for coming out of the centre circle. <laughs> and the second half, he was a lot better. A lot better. And believe it or not, he now turns up at the referees' meetings. Brilliant. Well, it, it's showing that you're improving someone, doesn't it? Because he's, he's, he's now yeah. knows that those lack of standards 
unacceptable. Well, he just thought it was. I'm all right. I'm getting. I'm you know. I'm getting the game. I'm get. I'm doing two games on a Saturday morning. I'm getting the money, and that's the bit I don't agree with. If you're going to get the money, get the money, but earn the money. Earn it. And if you, you can, there's no way on God's green earth you can give 100% to your first game and 100% to your second. It's not possible. No, no. So you, you're going no. to, you're going to tire for that second game, and who's going to suffer? The players. And then you'll suffer because you'll be missing things, and parents, God bless them, will be uh, saying how good you are and things like that. You know, like they do. And that, and that's what happens. That's what happens. But it's just unfortunate. And it's just educating. That's what the Warrington Referee Development Group does. And I think Joe will agree. We're educating them. And that's that. the meetings that we have now. They're very good. Anybody can come to them. Anybody. Every it's- meeting I've ever been to, I've picked up something different on every meeting. Yeah. I've learned something new every meeting. Still always learning. Always. Yeah. I've I've been doing this. I'll, I'll definitely try and come down to one this season. Yeah, more than welcome. I I mentioned something to a referee last season. We were talking about different things, and he said, "When did you start refereeing?" I said, "1983." <laughs> he went, "Yeah, I said, my dad wasn't born then." I <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this this season right, I started refing children of ex-teammates that I played football with in open-age football. That's making me feel old. <laughs> it is when they're still on the touchline shouting at you. Yeah, yeah. I give, give me a load of uh, verbal. <laughs> I'm, I'm now coaching lads I managed in the first team 10 years ago, their children. And I'm feeling really old. And I'm not that old, I'm still playing. But this is it, this is what we do, isn't it? This is what we yeah. do. Yeah. I, I, walk yeah. around, I went around to... Uh, I was at Telford, one of their last games of the season. Uh, they played Southport. Uh, in actual fact, the referee, I confirmed the game from Guadeloupe. <laughs> I said, uh, I just uh, I just got the game. It just pinged on my, my phone. I said, I'm just confirming the game. I think this was a Tuesday or Monday. And I said, uh, I'll, I'll be back on the uh, Thursday. So he said, Line sounds a bit hazy. I said, Yeah, I'm in Guadeloupe. He said, Guadeloupe? I said, Yeah, I said, I'm on a Caribbean cruise. And he went, Oh, do you know? And when I turned up, I, I had that, I had my hair cut. My hair was a bit longer than what it is now, and, and the beard was a bit whiter. And obviously, I had a suntan. And when I got there, and Liam Watson, who's the manager of um, Southport, yeah, Southport, I was walking there, and he went, Bloody hell, it's Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Liam. <laughs> oh, Liam's a funny guy, isn't he? Oh, he is. Yeah, very, That's very funny guy. The Warrington, the Warrington game. Even Liam must have known it was going to happen. Oh first yeah, game, first game. Of the it, was, it was either going to be Southport or Chester, I thought. Well, yeah, because Warrington Town have to have police now at every game, and they've earmarked certain games where they're going to have two, two officers at each game except for Chorley and Chester yeah. when they will be having about six. Is that just because of them getting promoted or because of a few incidents last season? It's because they've been promoted. They have to have police presence at each game. But they know that 
the likes of Chester and Chorley. Yeah, uh, Chester will have black marks against them after the playoff game last season, won't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Chorley, the same. When Chorley and Chester play, that's a, that is oh, yeah. dangerous. That is dangerous, that one. Well, it used to be Chester and Wrexham, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. That, was, <laughs> that was brutal. Yeah, I've um, I observed one of them games. That was, it was, was it a game or just a fight? <laughs> yeah. Well, your book. <laughs> well I, I always walk around. I'm, I'm the, I think I'm one of the few observers that actually walk around where possible because I talk into a dictaphone. I don't take notes. And I was walking around Chester's ground. They allow me to do it. They allow me to do it AFC filed and places like that, even though I've got my own seat. And I'm just walking around and I was in, in with the Wrexham mob and they started shouting out and the the thing, the assessor's watching you. And it was <laughs> doing it to music. So that was fun. But the referee knew I was there anyway, so it was not a problem. I got on with them. Yeah, so it, it's fun observing. Um, there is a myth that referees try and um, caution now because at the end of the day, if they control the game with no cautions, then they're going to get a high mark for man management. Yeah. That's what we've done. We've progressed onto things like that. Whereas instead of just throwing that out, um, it's not. It, it's actually used. And the one good Boy. thing about this, Bermuda, I actually, um, I work with the Bermudan FA now. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get that gig? <laughs> It was a great one. There's, there was three of us, three observers. Uh, we in a triangle, were you? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. We've done, we've done this. Touche, Rick. Touche. Yeah, we've, we've all week, guys. As a podcast, um, with the Bermudan FA and the the chairman of the FA was on because what they want to do is trying to get some observers there. Uh, they've got a Premier League. They've got all this, that, and the other. We went through it all. So. Um, October, where there's two of us flying out for a week. Oh, brilliant. Just to encourage and try and guide some of these referees, these uh, observers. It's the, You've been flown you, to Bermuda to watch football. Yeah, it's a hell of a yeah. life. It's a hell of a life. <laughs> Sad life, isn't it? It is. I'm struggling. <laughs> Come back looking like Kenny Rogers again. Yeah, and what they've done, what they give me, the Liverpool FA have given me something, which was great. And I, I thought, I've done everything, all sorts of things. And I went to Liverpool last week and they give me a book. Oh, nice. <laughs> Whereas yes, nice. all the other stuff, the FA, we, we get all sorts of stuff. Coats, shirts, polo shirts. I think just trying to get rid of some of the money that they've got. I went down to Warwick two weeks ago to a 2B conference, and when I was down there, we got a whole new, a new tracksuit, a new top, a new coat, and two polo shirts. And I came back and I said to my wife, "Look what they've given me, love." The abuse was unbelievable. I'm like that every year when it's new kit day. Show the wife to like, well, you have to put last year's stuff in the loft. <laughs> I say, I've just got so much football kit in the loft now. I've got a case. I've got an actual case up in the loft that's got loads of shirts in it, polo shirts. Some are brand new. Some have still got the label on them. Yeah. No good we got new ones before I got managed to get to the old ones. If you work <laughs> out, 
you get a Warrington referee shirt, and if you don't wear it to your games, you know your polo shirt, Joe. The, the we yeah. If you don't wear it to the games and you just wear it to the meetings, you're not going to wear it eight times in a year. True. I wear underpants longer than that. <laughs> just thought I'd throw that one in. <laughs> you can cut that one out, Tim. <laughs> no, that's saying in that. I mean, I know he said me too. <laughs> no, they, we, we do. You, you only wear them for a little bit of time. It's like the tops that you've got on. When do you put them on? Meetings and things like this. Oh, I'm never out of it. I wore, I wore, I was on a school trip to Alton Towers the other day, and um, I wore it to that. It's just spread it, spreading the word. <laughs> yeah, um, one of the other hosts, Ash, was in um, New York last week, and he's having another business trip. And we've said that wherever he goes in the world, he has to take it now and take photos of himself. We have in our, in our golf society, we we have a photo shoot and. When lads were going all over the place, and we've got um, uh, an album thing with lads have took, they wore their, their, their Bruce Golf Society shirt, and we've had it in Mali, we've had it in Peru, we've had it in Australia, <laughs> we've had it all over the place. They've got one in Guadeloupe as well. The wife wanted to see the Death in Paradise set, and it's nothing, I mean, like, nothing like what it is because they've that place that he lives in, you know, that hut, and as you've seen the programme, they take it down and they put it back up again just when they're filming. So it's a beach all the rest of the time. Right. Brilliant, mate. Absolutely love speaking to you. It's, uh, it's been a while since I've seen you. <laughs> I've not changed much. No, never, never changed. Always remember, it used to be um, normally the third week of pre-season, you'd always come round and do the gambling speech to the players and come and tell us the new rules that were coming in. So that was always the annual getting to see Roy Knight. Yeah, there's one thing, when you mention the word then, I'll just very briefly mention, as observers now, at our level, we, we, we get told each month you're going to be allocated five games. You're going to be allocated four games, six, whatever. We'll get told at the start of the month how many games we're going to get so you can nearly judge it. But we won't get our fixtures till the late Thursday or maybe Friday because of gambling. Yeah. That might sound strange. But if I you know, get... All makes all the right, sense in the world. What they'll do, they'll look at a game and they'll go, Bruce versus Rylands. Who's the ref? Joe Itchmo. You're looking at maybe two or three cautions there, and they'll bet on that. These yeah. Chinese, Singapore, and all that Far East, they'll bet on that because they they look at Joe's fixtures and what how he does. He averages two or three cautions, and then on the if it's been around, they go, "Who's oh, an assessor on there? Who is it? It's Roy Naylor." You're looking at four or five cautions, and the gambling comes in. Yeah. So that's why it's sad, isn't it? It's really sad. Very sad. But that's the world that we live in. Yeah. Well, on that note, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. So thank you very, very much for joining us. And I will see you very soon, hopefully. Yeah, we will.
Right, I'll see you on the 23rd, right? Roy. Yeah, 21st even. You'll be two days. 21st. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to meet you, Roy. <laughs> Looking at my calendar. <laughs> this is the 21st, isn't it? 21st. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Taxi well, for Jill. Look at Rob Wolf. See you, man. Cheers, Roy. Bye. See you later. Yeah. Bye bye. Have you met yeah, Roy before, Tim? I have met Roy before. We were playing green holes once and he was assessing the ref and he snuck out the bushes at the side of the Bolston Park pitch. Just <laughs> 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 That was the first time. He just gave himself one of them like comedy beards and you know comedy hats and the comedy glasses so he can uh, just have to sneak around bushes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, an, he's an absolute gent, isn't he, Jam? Yeah, he is. Yeah, you know, that's, I'd love to have seen a referee because like he's just never flustered. He's never, you don't never see him angry. He just, <laughs> just very, very deadpan. Yeah, just yeah, he'll just say it as it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, like I said, I normally see him about maybe three or four times a season, but when I was up at Clitheroe, he used to go up there. I was like, "Hello, Roy, what are you doing up here?" He's like, "Oh, I'm just assessing today." And you always see him walking around the ground. It made me laugh when he said mm. about his dictaphone, always talking into his dictaphone, walking around the ground. I think it was the last time I seen him, he was on the dictaphone. I think that, I think that was Ryland's game, actually. Uh, right, at Warrington. Yeah, he's, he's walking around then. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. he's... Yeah. I know it's part of his job, but it's great because you can phone him any time, you know, if you've got a problem. Yeah. Or you, say, or you say, you know, things aren't going very well at the moment, kind of thing, and, and he'll, he'll say himself, you know, just, just step away from it for a little bit. Take a weekend off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll uh, definitely come across to one of the referees meetings. I think it'd be really interesting. Yeah, it's good. You're really good. You know, do like a, a bit of a laws of the game test. It's about three or four questions, scenarios. What they're always looking for is the uh, the correct restart. Is it a caution? Is it not? Tell me, how do you restart the game? Is it, you know, are you looking for a direct free kick or indirect free kick? Uh, but then they always have a really good speaker on usually. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. Just going to give you a quick roundup of the action that's been happening this week from Town and Ryland. So Town have just had one game this week, which was Tuesday night when they travelled across to FC United of Manchester. Um, sounding like a really competitive game. Um, Town losing out 2-1 in the end, but another good workout for the boys. Um, they didn't have a game this weekend but they've got a couple next week. Um, Ryland's have had a really busy week, so three games this week. Started on Monday night when they travelled across to Stockport Town and came away with a 5-0 win there, so really good performance by the boys. On Thursday night, a shortly arranged 
friendly. Saw us travel across to Liverpool to play lower Breck. And this was um, more of the lads that hadn't had many minutes through pre-season so far. Um, and it finished 3-2 to lower Breck on that one. And yesterday I was with the team as we travelled across to Witten Albion. And it was more of the um, first choice players that played yesterday. Really good game. Ryland's dominated the first half, created loads of chances, but couldn't put them away. Um, took the leads into the second half through James Butler's header from a corner. Um, a bit of a mix-up at the back allowed Tom Pope to equalise for Witten. Ryland then retook the lead through Adama Sidibe, um, closing down the goalkeeper, taking it wide and then lofting the ball in from a tight angle. And again, Ryland's were pegged back. Pretty scruffy goal from a corner. And the game finished 3-2-2. Um, so one win, one draw, one defeat this week for the Blues. Um, we've got a game on Tuesday night away at Widdenshaw Town. And then on Saturday at home to Alville Church. So things coming together nicely for both the Yellows and the Blues. Looking forward to the new season. Just going to finish off this week's show with our good news story. Joe, here you've got some good news for us this week. Yeah, we have. Now, it does start off a little sad. Well, it starts off very sad, to be honest, Rick. Yeah, it's about a local man uh, called Steve Marshall, who was born in Penkiff, uh, spent all his youth in Penkiff. He, he later moved to the US, but kept coming back all the time. And he used to play football on Greystone Rec with all his mates, which is in Penkiff. Um, and in the, we think sometime in the mid to late 80s, the goalposts came down on Greystone Rec and the football pitches disappeared, which he was always very upset about. Now, um, Steve sadly passed away earlier this year. But in his dying wish, he, he wanted to see the football come back to Greystone Rec. And in his will, he left the parish the money for goalposts to put back, put back up on the uh, Greystone Rec. And this Friday, uh, the goalposts were put in place. And on Saturday, uh, the first football game since the 1980s took place between Eagle under-12s and Sankey Strikers under-12s, both beyond the 13s next season. And uh, Sankey Strikers won 7-0. And the Greystone Wreck has now got football back. And kids are on that park all day, every day now, just playing football. And that's what it's going to be doing for the whole of the summer holidays. That's just and it's just a, brilliant. Uh, all three of us are just beaming here. That story, it's, it's an absolutely fantastic story. Yeah, I went down to see the game um, and Steve Marshall's family and all his ex-teammates and friends turned up to witness the game. And uh, it, yeah, a cold day, but a lovely warm gesture that just warmed everybody up. Oh, it's just what, so nice. what a legacy to leave behind as well. Just giving giving kids the opportunity to play football again. It's amazing. Really, really amazing. Yeah, it's, it's so heartwarming. Um, so our, our condolences to um, Steve's family and friends. But um, 
what he's done is just, it's amazing for Penkiff, it's amazing for Warrington. And, you know, God bless you, rest in peace. Absolutely. What what a dedication to leave as well. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. And on that note, guys, uh, thanks to Tim and Joe and Roy for joining us. And hopefully we've done it again and showed you that Warrington is more than just a rugby town. Bye.